Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcasts of the Running Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Alex and Dylan Basketball Power Hour, except... On this episode, I'm not joined by Dylan Hughes. I am joined by my good friend, J.D. Hall. But, J.D., we we keep up with traditions around here. And then in the tradition, throwing a curveball when you expect a fastball. And really, this has just become a corner for everyone to get off their college football takes. Um, a lot of people, including myself, favored Georgia coming into last weekend's matchup with Alabama. I would like to give you a, the space to rant. Not rant to do a victory lap on your Alabama Crimson Tide. So, uh, first of all, who was it that tapped me? Caleb, told you so. I, I be trying so hard. And this is the thing I, I haven't been on in a while, so y'all ain't heard me go off in a minute. But let's just say this. JD is very humble. I do not say anything about my teams until it's brought to me. I haven't said anything about Alabama unless they say something to me. First thing I wake up to, I'm being tapped. Hi, Alabama finna lose. You're shaking in your boots. Everybody has so much to say. I waited the entire day. Nobody said anything. I didn't get an apology or a, I shouldn't have went against you. I shouldn't have went against Alabama. I didn't get nothing. Nobody had nothing to say. But I told y'all. I told y'all. And we got, what, two Heisman winners two years in a row? Something like that. Hey, man. I, I've been real humble. It's nothing for me to say. I don't. I don't. I have no conversations about Alabama to the championship game because I know we're going to be there. I don't need to talk. But y'all want to be against us so bad. Y'all just got to talk. I got to rub this in real fast. Bryce know not to talk to me about uh, Alabama no more. If anybody know, Bryce know. That's why he didn't say nothing. But Caleb, Caleb Lynn had the audacity to say something. Caleb Lynn, Mr. Subjective, the homer, though. He's really a homer, but he he claims to be Mr. Subjective. Let me tell you, don't say nothing else to me, Caleb. Until you going to root for a team, just that team to go against one of them, don't say nothing to me. Don't say nothing to me. Devin, you should have known better. You should have known better. Nah, Devin didn't say nothing bad. Not Devin. Not Devin. RG. RG, you should have known better. You should have known better if anybody. Go against it. Go against Bama. Y'all crazy. I love it, though. I love it. Because they still after me, AB. The only way to take down the top dog is to always root against them. 
you're not wrong. So here's my thinking, right? Like coming into last weekend. So I'd say Georgia Alabama is probably one of the most, well, I'd say one of the most hyped games in recent memory, but Ohio state Michigan was probably (laughs) last week was one of the most hyped games in recent memory, but Bama, Georgia, I came into that game thinking, okay, I just watched Bama get absolutely. I mean, they were getting to the Auburn was getting to the quarterback every single time. Yeah. And Georgia was looking real dominant. But I think that the real takeaway was this is that the division that Alabama played in (laughs) was really good this year. And the division Georgia played in with like Florida and South Carolina. And, you know, I don't know all the teams in the SEC East offhand of Kentucky. Those teams aren't on the level of Alabama, of Auburn, of Ole Miss, Texas A&M. And Alabama kicked Ole Miss's ass. So it's not like this is like they lost to Texas A&M. They barely beat Auburn. Um, They barely beat Florida, which looked worse by the end of the season. But it's fine because they absolutely kicked the shit out of Georgia. So that was my thinking coming into the game. And I was quickly proven wrong. I'll say this. When the biggest moment arrives, we show up. Those were those regular season games. Yeah, it, it was tough because it did almost make it look like we won't go be one of the last four teams standing. But I had nothing to say. I knew we was going to get there. It wasn't no conversation about if if we uh lose a couple games here. I, I'm not talking about none of that. I know we're going to be one of the last four teams standing. I know we're going to be the between the last two. It's not much to say. So once we win, it's done. But um, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people owe me a public apology. I apologize to you, JD. JD, I am sorry for doubting your Alabama Crimson Tide. But thank listen, you, we're here. We're here to talk basketball. We're here to talk basketball. We're not going to be talking the three teams that Dylan and I are going to be discussing the night that you listen to this. So in case you need a reminder, our teams for this week are the Nuggets, the Mavericks, and the the Cavaliers, which only one of those three teams this week, JD, is really any interesting at all. Um, and that's the Cavs. But we're not I think I'll save the majority of the Cavs discussion for Dylan because I think we have a lot to say about them. But okay. we I really haven't done a general look around the NBA since before I started doing the uh team pods with Dylan. So I think it's good to get, you know, a voice who watches a lot of basketball, probably more than me at this point, and can just take a look around the league and be like, okay, this is what I see. This is what I don't see. So really, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the league right now, JD. And plus, at the end, I will let JD yell at me about my top 100. I'm going to wait till you get Dylan on a pod to let you yell at him. So don't yell about any of his on the pod. (laughs) We'll just talk about mine. But I think there's only one place to start in, like, general NBA talk. JD and that's what the Warriors right now they're 20 and four (laughs) they got a plus 12.7 point differential they have the third best offense in the league and by far the best defense in the league so right now they're at 101.0 defensive rating the next closest team is the Clippers at 104.8 so they're like three they're like four points better (laughs) than the next closest defense their defense is literally insane and JD, like, are we seeing prime Steph and Draymond five years after we thought we'd seen their like prime? Yeah. The reason uh, being 
Draymond looking a whole lot better. The fouls changed. They allowing people to actually play basketball. And Draymond, we knew Draymond ran the defense, ran the uh, and he he's always been their best passer. Uh, but Draymond looks healthy. Draymond, I don't think Draymond been this healthy in a couple years, and much to being a lot of playoff runs. Everybody don't have a LeBron body where it, it looks regular and, uh, it, up until now. But Draymond looks healthy, and I think a, a big piece of what's going on is due to his health. And he, he looks phenomenal. I mean, another big piece to that defense, I got to say this, another big piece, who I think Draymond kind of groomed and Drew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I think I think Drake I think Draymond took Wiggins on his wing and I think Wiggins is showing it because Wiggins was a terrible defender in Minnesota. I mean, absolutely atrocious. But now he's picking up the other team's best players and doing a very solid job and not just making it tough on them, but he's doing a Draymond and he's bodying up and stopping you when it matters the most. I, 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 I love it. Um, shout out to uh, Gary Payne, the second. Um, let's just say this. I thought I thought his career was over. I thought his career was over. I was hoping he never got compared to his dad. And it seemed like he's he looked like a much better defender this year. Every other year, I was like, why is he out there? Couldn't shoot. He just he didn't look like he fit in nowhere and, and come to Golden State. He's an above average defender. He's he's a very solid defender. He know how to run the floor. He 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 does. He plays within a system. Igor Dollar coming over there. I think he didn't show Wiggins a couple moves, um, little you know slick veteran moves. Um, Steph, Steph is Steph. He gonna play the help side defense. Get his hands at the. Uh, Jordan Poole has been a surprisingly quick defender. He's like. Obviously, getting stops, but he's been you to the spot enough to to cause some disruption. I think I think their defensive mentality has carried carried over um, due to everybody being young and learning the system the last two years, and I think this year they they showing all right. Golden State is still Golden State as long as we got Steph. As long as we got Draymond quarterback in this thing, we gonna be elite. And I mean, they can only get better when Clay get back. I was gonna say we're less than three weeks away from Clay Thompson playing NBA basketball again. Do you realize, JD? Just some just some things off the top of my head. Some players who were in different places the last time Clay Thompson played basketball. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, Toronto Raptor. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler. Philadelphia 76er. I mean, just so many guys. Anthony Davis was still a Pelican the last time 
Clay yeah. Thompson. KD was his teammate. Yes, exactly. So Kyrie was leaving Boston. Boston. <laughs> Just thinking about so how so much has changed. James Harden was still in Houston. Like obviously he didn't leave for another two years after that, but you get my point. Like it's been three years. John Wall was seen. a wizard. <laughs> If you can keep going down the line, Russell Westbrook was a Thunder. Russell Westbrook and Paul George were on the Thunder. Yeah. So look at where Russ is now. He's on his fourth team in four years. <laughs> so I'm really excited to watch them reintegrate Clay. I have heard, a, I'm curious to see what, how you feel about this, JD. A lot of people think that the Warriors' biggest hole is still that shot creator that's not next to Steph, right? Like they, they have Steph, and then you get like, 18 points a game from Clay and Wiggins each. So where are you getting the other 20 from, right? Like who's giving you 20, 22? And it's not like Clay, we have to like tamper our expectations down for Clay, like just a little bit, I feel, because he's going to be, he hasn't played again three years. Yeah. I, think, so, I think Clay going to be around the 15 mark range. And as time go on, he going to get back to Clay Thompson numbers. But do you think they'll have that guy? Like, do you think they'll trade for the guy who can, either make shots for others or himself off the dribble, or do you think they're just going to keep this team and just be like, Clay's going to be enough to put us over the top? I think Clay is enough. I mean, look at what they're doing now. I mean, Jordan Poole, uh, Valencia, he's a big piece to that team. Uh, and we got, we also got to remember they still not fully healthy. James Wiseman may be a ways from returning, but James Wiseman is going to be a huge part of that team. They they can only get better. They they don't need to get that other shot created. I mean, we being completely honest, Jordan Poole already filled that role. He's like their version of a Tyler Hero. I mean, that's that's kind of fair. I mean, right now he's averaging 17.9 points a game on 45% shooting from the field and 35% from three on an ungodly amount of three attempts. He's shooting eight a game. This guy is a chucker of the purest form, but he makes, for a chucker, he makes like, compared to someone like, this is no offense to him because he was great last year and he struggled to start the year, but like Jordan Clarkson, right? Jordan Clarkson right now, I think he's shooting like 40% from the field and 30% from three. So he's shooting better yeah. than like that mark. I mean, you got to give Poole a lot of credit. Um, Wiggins is a lot better than he used to be in Minnesota on both sides. Absolutely. But it just, it just feels like at the end of the day, and maybe I'm biased, you know, I've been a real big fan of this team. And I think that I want to lead you, this is kind of like my next big picture NBA question I got for you. I still feel like in a seven game series, fully healthy, I think I'd favor the Clippers over the Warriors, but just because Kawhi and PG just have that element of like, okay, we're better than you. We're going to rise over you and hit the shot. And I, I just don't think the Warriors really now. I think Steph will cook the Clippers guards because I don't think Bledsoe can stay in front of him. And I don't think if I don't think Bledsoe can stay in front of him, I don't think any of them have Clippers. nobody else that can. Exactly. So <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, JD, for maybe favoring a healthy Clippers team over this Warriors team? Um, and for the record, I am speaking to the world's biggest Kawhi fan, so I'll be curious would, to see what you say. I would say 
it's tough because only because I think in that series there you got the okay it's it's two guys obviously biggest as factors in into this and um it turns to what center do the Clippers have to play versus the Warriors center because Surge has to be healthy for the Clippers. And fully healthy, I think Surge gives them that edge uh, defensively to do what the Clippers do. But on the offensive end, is Surge going to be dominant enough down there to uh, Wiseman or uh, Draymond? I don't think so. I think Zoo will be more dominant on the offensive end, but he gets cut defensively. So it comes down to the Clippers, big man, how they want to play that out. And outside of that, I think the shooters line up. Obviously, no State got the better shooters, but the Clippers have a team full of shooters. You you have the Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, who we both know are very efficient shooters. You have Paul George. Very efficient shooter. Kawhi, um, Kawhi can shoot the ball. Um, I, I think Golden State have the better shooters, but I think the Luke Canards, you know, they, they got enough shooters to stay in the game. Then they got they got the two guys I know. They can just take over on both sides of the ball, and I think the Clippers will have that advantage if – the center position work out for them. If they don't figure that out, I, I go with the Warriors. But if they choose to play the small ball game, I take the Clippers. If the Clippers go small ball, I take the Clippers because Batum and Mook, they 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 feel they 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 do their job playing that small ball role. I think had Kawhi been healthy versus Phoenix, they smoke Phoenix. They smoked Phoenix. Um, that small ball that they had used last season in the playoffs, I think, was probably the best small ball since Golden State in, like, 2017. I think you're totally right. And I think, listen, you and I don't agree on a whole lot. <laughs> that's not true. You and I agree on a lot of basketball stuff, but I think that's where we agree the most is just how good the Clippers were last playoffs. I personally was a year too early on hyping the Clippers. I thought in 2020 they were going to win the whole thing. I was a year off and a coach off. Um, Yeah, same here. Same here. I was distraught at believing in Doc Rivers. And I think, J.D., after last playoffs, we, we can't deny it anymore. Like, for a while, it was like, okay, Lou, you know, maybe he's a product of LeBron. No, absolutely not. He is one of the best coaches in the NBA, like full stop. Like I'd probably have him. Best in-game uh, yes. decision-making coaches right now. Yes, by far. Not even like in terms of just overall chess players. Yeah, there's I mean, not a better. I mean, look at the defensive switches he made. He said Kawhi. You taking on Luca 
games games five through seven now. Games five through seven, you taking on Luca, and you make Luca work. And even in, um when they lost in what was it game six? No mm-hmm. game. Let me see. It was two two one one one. I think they lost in game five. Game five. It was game five. Clip. It was they was down three two one the last two. It was game five. Kawhi kept switching off. Game six and seven, he made sure Kawhi stayed on Luca, and Paul George took Porzingis out the game. And when they did that, one thing I noticed that they did a whole lot more with those switches was. Marcus Morris and Batum became very aggressive and active on defense, which led to a lot of breakouts on offense. I mean, and then you, uh, whoever they had the fifth when it was Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson literally just played the lane. Uh, when it was Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann was helping body up, and that was letting Paul George play the lane more. Uh, I think, and the reason I go with they small ball, I got to go to uh, Golden State on this one. I don't think Golden State can play the small ball uh, the same way because they don't... Iggy is a little older. Uh, I don't think his effect going to be the same. I think Wiggins... It's good. As great as Wiggins has looked at times, don't trust him as the primary defender for Kawhi Leonard. And if you put Draymond on Kawhi, which they did um, in 2019, that didn't bode well for him. Um, I think he'll look a lot better due to the new, um, due to the way the fouling system is now. But Kawhi Leonard isn't a guy that he looks for the foul. He just knows how to draw foul. Then you got Paul George, um, who you, Wiggins not uh I don't think Wiggins can really stop Paul George. Clay, I don't I wouldn't want Clay to be his primary defender in this present time because Clay's Clay Led's gotta come back on a defensive end. He's still gonna be a shooter. We don't know the kind of Leds Clay gonna have back by that time. And um at the same time, with the way Golden State can shoot the ball, I think uh they in any game. It's just when it comes down to the close games, uh, I think the Clippers got the guys that can do it on both sides that pull it off. I think that's totally right. Um, We got to talk about Phoenix a little bit. (laughs) Dylan and I did Phoenix last week on the pod, so I talked a lot about them, but they're 20 and four as well. Um, (laughs) They didn't lose at all in November. They lost. The only game they lost was on the second game of a back-to-back in Golden State with no Devin Booker. And we don't know when he's going to be back, but he's not going to miss like... I think at most he misses like 10 games, which in the grand scheme is not a whole lot. So, I mean, JD, is it crazy to say that the Suns... Like last week, I contended that even though I just brought up the Golden State versus... Uh, the Clippers thing, I contended that the Suns might still be the favorite out West. Do you, how, how do you feel about the Suns' chances of making it out of the West? And would you say, how, okay, let's start with this. Rank the t- three teams at the top of the West. Uh, not at the top, because the Clippers aren't at the top, but rank the three teams, like, 
playoff mode between the Clippers, Suns, and Warriors. And how do you feel about the Suns making it out of the West again? Um, fully healthy. Everyone's fully healthy. Clippers, Warriors, Phoenix. Okay, but if the if the Suns were out East, what shot would you give them? I guess they have to play the Bucks again. Um, you still are you still? If they was in the East, I think the East better than the West right now. I do too, and I think I wanted to talk about that. So but, I would in the East. I I don't think they top three in the East. Interesting. We'll get in. We'll get into the East later because I think these are the only three teams worth discussing out West right now <laughs> because everything else we don't trust Utah. The both I'm way later than you, but we don't trust Utah. I've, I've, I've been saying this for years. I, I refuse to talk about Utah right now. <laughs> Denver <All right>. is <laughs> Denver is just on a collapse of epic proportions right now. They're still going to fuck around to get to the 10th seed because they, <laughs> they desperately need Jamal Murray. Desperately, desperately like they are. I'll talk about it more with Dylan, you know, later this week. But that is that situation is crumbling fast. And then, I mean, the Grizzlies are the four seed right now. (laughs) Like no offense to the Grizzlies. They've won five in a row without Ja and they are. They didn't trail in any of those games at all, which is one one of the most impressive stats I've ever seen. It just feels like the West is the Lakers. We're not even we've gone. We've been talking for 25 minutes now and we didn't even bring up the Lakers. We don't take them seriously at all. What, what's, to, what's to talk about? Exactly. They're a tire fire. And then the Nuggets are 8, 11 and 12. The Wolves are 11. A lot and of them are 11 and 12. Well, in that range, um, mm-hmm. 12 to 12 and 11 to 11 and 12 range. I think That's literally pretty- like everything under the, what, four through 11? Mm-hmm. It's the reason why I think that the Warriors and Suns have like in the Jazz all are just so much better records than the other teams in the West is because they're just all so much better. Like right now we're getting like a clear top six regular season teams in the Warriors, Suns and Jazz and then in the Nets, Bulls and Bucks. And the Heat, I think, would be in that conversation if Bam hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. They're, They've been dealing like, with a lot of injuries in general. Jimmy, yeah. Bam, Marquise, Lowry. Yeah, but this is not a team that was built to be like, <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to be okay if we're missing our top 25 center, you know, in Bam out of bio. We're going to be okay if we miss, you know, 10 games in Jimmy Butler. They're not okay. They don't have any front court depth. So that's, that's one of their biggest obstacles right now but this was meant to be a segment to talk about the suns i'll just ask this and then we'll move on to the eastern conference are the suns better this year than they were last year i would say they yeah and no um yeah, because they record. They record shows that they better. But no, because like just being realistic, last season people didn't expect them to be that good. I thought they was gonna be very good, but not elite. I still don't think they were elite last year, to be honest. 
they played a bunch of injured teams uh, in the playoffs. They went up against a healthy team. They lost. Uh, also, it's kind of like this season, they playing against a bunch of injured teams. Like, it seemed like nobody in the West really oh, – West and East, it's a lot of injured teams. A lot of the top guys are, are gone. So, it's kind of hard to, like, feed into – like, they win streak was amazing. I'm not taking that away from them. But it, it's hard to feed into. It's like, for instance, go to state. Nobody's seen go to state as being a, a elite team like this, right? But what did go to state do? They beat other elite teams coming up to this. I mean, when they blew out Brooklyn, Brooklyn is an elite team. When they, uh, I mean, they blew out the Bulls. The Bulls have shown to be an elite team. When they just played um, Phoenix, that was a close game. Uh, uh, but Steph had, like, the worst shooting night of his career. They played again. All right, Book was gone, whatever. I still take uh, Steph and Clay over Book and CP3. I take Steph over both of them. So... I mean, I really can't feed into um, the Phoenix hype. I think they're a very good team, but I don't think that I don't see them coming out the West. They, I don't think they should have last season. I don't think they should have either. But you, I. This is where you and I disagree. So, you know that like thing where a team loses in the finals and. Everyone says, oh, they're going to come back stronger the next year. I mean, this is coming back as strong as they can with the group of guys that they have. And Booker is just like at the top of his game as a shot maker, right? Like he has that element that frankly no one on the Warriors has. Now, two guys on the Clippers have it, and that's why I favor them. But you could convince me into thinking it's a toss-up between between the Suns and the Warriors. Here's why. So, obviously... I will take the three of Steph, Draymond, and Clay over the three of Booker, CP, and Aiden. Right? I think that's pretty obvious. Even with even having not seen Clay, but I'd rather have Bridges than Andrew Wiggins. I'd rather have Jake Crowder or Cam Johnson, whoever you want to throw in that fifth spot, over Jordan Poole. I'd rather have the other guy over the next guy you'd list for the Warriors. So, see, that's the thing. This is my only thing, though. With a healthy James Wiseman, I don't necessarily think it still goes that like even without Wiseman, we see how they match us being. With a with a healthy James Wiseman, I think Wiseman causes a lot of issues for them. And it's not saying that he just do so much. It's the way he's gonna be able to be so free playing with those other guys. Then it takes that takes a Big thing off of Wiggins. Wiggins gonna look even better. I see the thing with Wiseman, but here's here's my hang up, right? He was really bad last year. They went on the run as soon as he and Ubre stopped playing, which I don't I mean, think was a Wiseman was hurt half the season though. I don't think he ever had his legs for real. This is this is not a I will say 
This is not a James Wiseman problem. The thing I'm about to bring up. It's a Steve Kerr problem. Because what's the best way, JD, to use a young big man who is, you know, young, he's got touch around the rim. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really know what he's doing yet. What's what would you say is the best way to use a young big man who has hops? <laughs> I'll just use, the, I'll use him as a rim runner right now. That's well, and that's what the Warriors didn't do last year. They were trying to have him post up. They were trying to have him be a stretch five, right? Yeah. They were like, okay, we're going to try some shit with you, James Wiseman. Yeah. When the best way to do it would be what happened with DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix put, last year. Put him in a JaVale McGee role with Draymond. I mean, like, hell, yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Like, And then just, just like, remember, he got other skills. So when he needs to display it, let him display it. And I think that's why, that's why I've been saying – his game, he's gonna be so free because they got the main system back together. I think what I've heard people suggest, and let me t- let me see how you like this. They were I've heard people saying like, oh, they should just let him play like 15 minutes a game, not even like 12 minutes a game, six minutes a quarter, like in the second and fourth quarter. We put you with pool. We run nothing but pick and rolls, and then if you're good at it, we expand your role. But Draymond still has to play center for like at least a quarter's worth of minutes a game. He he just has to for this team to be good. Yeah. And I feel like they're gonna keep playing Looney. <laughs> they love them some Kavan Looney. Lo- in Looney State. is Looney is so solid. He is Looney very is solid. Very, Looney is very solid. And I think that's another thing. I think with Golden State, they engine. I. I they engine and motor, I think, is a lot better than Phoenix's. One reason being with Phoenix, it everything derives off of CP3 and um uh, and book. We seen Steph had a worst night shooting and Golden State was in the game. And when you think about why they were in the game, you simply just think that. They they engine is like everything else. It's like a machine. It, it still operates the same way. Everybody was still doing the same thing. Steph was just missing shots. We can't think Steph is gonna do that. We we just can't. Like it's unreal to think that Steph is gonna shoot that bad. Like You're- we can't we can't say Jordan Poole is gonna shoot that good, but will he have to when they healthy? Will he have to make four threes in the first quarter when they help? No. And that and that's and that's why I favor them over uh Phoenix. Because like for instance, when um when Patrick Beverly took Devin Book out that series, Chris Paul had to put up ridiculous scoring numbers. And I mean can we depend on Chris Paul to do that every night? Chris Fair Paul question. has the ability to. Can we depend on him to do it every night? He's two pass first. Like right now, we seeing we seeing Chris Paul look like the Clippers. Chris Paul, he gonna he give you that eighteen and ten easily. When he got to close out a game, he can. Without book, we send the closing Chris Chris Paul. With book, he doesn't always choose to be still be that same guy. And I think JD, I think you would agree 
last year the stats for Chris Paul looked a lot better than like what the eyes said because I didn't feel real in like the Nuggets series. He took advantage of Faku Campazo and Austin Rivers, which Dame, how the hell were you not able to do that? Like that was a real, obviously Dame killed them in that one game, but like, how are you not carrying your team to this series victory when they have nobody and you have everybody? That was such a disgraceful series for the Blazers. I do want to talk about the... Can I say one? Well, yeah. well if we gonna if we gonna talk about the Blazers, I'm I'm gonna hold it off. But yeah, I'm gonna say talk- I'm gonna say something, and nobody is gonna agree with me. But I trust me when I but when I say it, it's proof in my pudding. It's proof that is that is an incredibly tantalizing tease. So let's let's go ahead and move on to that. But any last Phoenix thoughts before? <laughs> We move um, on because I want to get to that. Very good team. I just don't think that uh, I don't see them coming out the West. I may be wrong, but fully healthy, I don't see them coming out the West. If Listen, everybody's I healthy, I just can't see them coming out the West. I'm not in a position to disagree with you right now because I also ooh, have ooh, them ooh. third. You know a, a, a series I would love to watch them with them. What's that? I would love to watch them versus Utah. They'd crush Utah. They go beat them, but I just would love to see it because, like, the old point guard matchup, Conley and Chris Paul, the young superstars, Mitchell versus uh, uh, Book, then the center differential, you got the super great offensively talented Aiden, then you got the supposed to be super defender Gobert, then you got Bodanovich and Ingles who the we can fill in and do anything our team need um, then you got freaking Crowder and Bridges working the same way and I don't know, then you bring in Clarkson and then you got uh, Cam Johnson and Shaman, I don't know I just, I, I just want to I just like the the big three idea that like that starting five matchup. I don't know. I just would love to see an intense quarter. Just both of those teams. I got Phoenix winning, obviously, but I would just love to see the matchup. That's probably the nicest thing you've ever said about Utah on a um, audio platform of ours. So that's a good time to move off of them. So the Blazers thing I wanted to bring up later was who's you know, had the more disappointing season between them and the Pacers. But, and you can answer that in a sec, but what's your, what's your thing you got to say that'll piss people off? Damian Lillard, not a playoff performer. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to pull up his stats, but you make your case. Listen, Dame have those games. Uh Dame make those shots. Dame have a series. But he falls off after those great series. I mean, last season, he had that tremendous game. Dane didn't, Dane didn't have one of those series of just... The series he had versus the Thunder. Can we say he's had... Did he have that same series last season versus um Denver? 
he averaged so last year against Denver was statistically his best playoff series ever. And I can say that without looking at his other series because he averaged 34 points a game, 10 assists not, on 46, not, 45. It wasn't last season. I'm talking about the season that he did that to the thunder. I'm sorry. The, okay, the year he did that to the thunder. Look at the, look at how he just changed both of those series. He was great versus the Thunder. Then versus Denver, he didn't do it. Then last year versus Denver, he didn't have no help. He didn't have help versus Denver last year. But at the same time, he wasn't going against Jamal Murray. So he won- He did what he had to do. I think that was more of the support cast. But at I don't know. Like, then you go back um, versus the Lakers. He had that great game. He had a great game. Who was defending him? Rondo? Avery Bradley. Wait, no, that was that would have been Rondo. Yeah, Bradley didn't play in the um in the bubble. So Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, Rondo. Uh Dane Dane scorched them that game. Um then let me see another year. 2018, I think, is one you'll you'll enjoy. The year that they got absolutely shellacked by the Pelicans. Oh, um, Drew Rondo. Each one they pushed up into him. D- they took Dame out the series. Mm-hmm. The year when they went to the Western Conference Finals, went against Golden State. Dame didn't have a great series. CJ had a great series. Dame didn't have a great series. I think he, don't get me wrong, Dame is big time. But when it comes to playoff ball, I don't think, I don't think, I I can't trust him. Now, if the game on the line, I think Dame could show up. But to win the series, I can't trust him. Now I don't get me don't get me wrong. He hasn't always had the best teams to win, but it's been plenty of times they've been in it, and Dame didn't take them over. That year they lost to Denver. Not last year. They didn't lose to Denver. No, the they didn't lose. They, played they didn't. They didn't lose. Rodney Hood saved them. Rodney Hood saved them. And CJ. CJ had a great that's, series. And... That's when they went to. That's when they went to the Western Conference Finals. But that year. That was Dame. That was Dame's time. Dame's supposed to dominate it. He coming off that super high stretch versus um, OKC. He's supposed to came in and smoke those Denver guards. He's supposed to came in and smoke those Denver guards. And then you got your showdown with Steph. You did not have that. You seen him. It was like he he had his he had his matchup. And and he rested after that. He wanted to he wanted to smoke OKC while his team wanted to go the rest of the way. I'm not saying he didn't want to, but that's based off the performances. He just didn't show up the same way. Superstars get better the deeper they go. I think I don't I don't see that with Dan. So 
I think you'll like these stats from the year they made the conference finals. From basically, this is combining the Denver and the Golden State series that year. So he shot 39% from the field, 24 Terrible. points a game, 32% from three. He did get to the foul line seven times a game, which, you know, matters. He had to. Especially in the playoffs. Five rebounds, seven assists, 1.4 steals. I mean, and also I think a thing that I brought up last year is that Dame is one of the worst guard defenders in the league. <laughs> like, he is just atrocious on that side of the basketball. And the Blazers aren't defending without him, unlike the Grizzlies without Ja. Like, did you see that Billups quote from the other day, JD? Which one? I listened to like, I listened to like eight different press conferences he gave today by accident. He, like the one where he like ripped Jessica in, he's like, collage of his post game comes down, like, geez. I don't know what happened in your life that you started listening to a bunch of Chauncey Billups press conferences by accident, but I, I'm praying for you, JD. But in all seriousness, the one where he was like, oh, we can't rely on our bench to motivate our starters. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's really bad up there in Portland. And <laughs> listen, Chauncey, you know, I had my issues with the way they went about hiring him and the way they went about their internal investigation you know, about hiring Chauncey. So I've already established that, but Chauncey didn't ask for any of this, right? Like he doesn't deserve, well, you know, some people might be, some people might think he deserves it, but should have stayed over there on the Clippers uh, as the assistant coach. And apparently, you know, they put out a thing where they were saying Dame was angling for Jason Kidd to be the coach, which makes sense. Players like Jason Kidd, He's also an Oakland guy like Dame, so that that connection makes sense. I think what your what your point is boiling down to, though, is that it's just really hard to win in the NBA with a small guard as your best player. It always has been. The only Let's two see, teams, I I think you can, but not with the way Dame has been performing. All right, let's say this. You know how everybody killed Steph for 2015, not winning. It, Steph numbers was always good, though. They gave it like, to... They gave it to Eagle Dye, Like When you think about it, like Dame is an elite guard, right? But when you sit and think about it, his numbers don't always represent that. In the playoffs, like Kyrie Irving gets better in the playoffs. I mean, even the series, the Bucks towed him up. Kyrie put numbers up. Steph puts up these in the light. I'm talking about these this class of point guards. Like the numbers, like even even when I brought up the Russell Westbrook uh, before on the battleground, what did I say? Westbrook could give you numbers, won't get you in. And his numbers will even take you out. Because sometimes he don't always give you those numbers. But we wouldn't put Westbrook in the same class as these guards. These are finesse and skilled guards who, if they can't do nothing, they are bucket getters. And I think Dame numbers dwindles when instead of increasing when it should be the opposite in the playoffs. That's that that 
you know I love Dame. I, I I'm I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. But I noticed it when I just sat back thinking like he hasn't always shown up in the playoffs. He shows up in moments, but a con- like consistency can't say can't say that we get it from him. I think what like again the point I was trying to make <laughs> is just like think about who the small guards were on teams that like who were the best players on their championship teams, right? It's Steph and Isaiah. That's pretty much it. Like if you want to go back to the fifties and say like, oh Bob Cousy, I don't count the fifties, right? Yeah, yeah. We like we talking about the real league. Look through like the history of the league, right? You got Kareem, you got MJ who's six six, you got the other MJ, Magic yeah, Johnson, six yeah. nine, Larry Bird, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. That, in the 80s and 90s, it was still kind of foreign for the best player on a team to be a winning yeah. player. Now it's like kind of necessary, you know, Kobe, um, LeBron, um, Shaq, right? Like Duncan, Akeem, just thinking back on like the top players ever. Yeah, they right? like they sit, sit, sit up. Yeah, exactly. Like if most people's top 10 list doesn't have a person who's under 6'6". Six, six. Like if you out, just think out, outside of stuff, outside of stuff, <laughs> exactly. Like KD, right? If you want to throw KD on that list, even yeah. though but see, he joined at, Steph's team. So, and, and this the thing, though. This the thing. For a while, we had Dame in the top 10. Mm-hmm. For a while, we had Dame. I will say, versus Denver last year, I wasn't interested in that series. But uh, he, 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 he showed up. But that was that series. It was just like, it could have been just like any other year. He have a series, then he done the rest of the playoffs. Like when they went to that Western Conference Finals, Dane, and it was supposed to be the showdown. It was not that. I mean, it's kind of this. This about to sound bad. But you kind of remember more of Seth versus Steph than Dame versus Steph. Ouch. That is very, that is very harsh. I mean, that series, Steph absolutely went supernova. I mean, Steph in the 2019 playoffs was a monster and nobody cared because of Kawhi went on his run. <laughs> but the 2019 playoffs, Steph, I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me, but I saw when I was checking out the series. Was that the year? No, Houston made it. Uh, oh, that was semi. That was semi. That was the semis, and they lost. That was the year. I don't think that was the 27 straight threes year, but that was the year. No, nah, where... that wasn't. That was when uh, KD went down, and they still mm-hmm. lost. Yeah, and Steph was. Steph averaged 36, 7, and 8 <laughs> in yeah, the Trailblazer series. <laughs> yeah, and you remember him and Seth going at it more than you do him and Dame. And that's, I, that's, that's so disrespectful, but you're not wrong. And, and and that's and that's the thing that what I'm getting at. Now, I do think it, Dame, Dame probably got gassed maybe in that Thunder series. But that even in that Denver series, it was like that triple overtime game. How long did it take for him to hit 30? That's a good question. I'll go pull up the box score for that. It's, I mean, 
he's a small guard who carries his team to 50, not 50 wins, to 45 wins every year, right? In what was a very tough conference. But he's 32 now. He has an injured abdomen. He played in the Olympics this year, which I thought was a terrible idea for everyone who played in the Olympics, <laughs> not just Dame. I really don't think it was like, especially with how short the season was. I I'm just glad no for, Lakers. I loved it for Zach, and literally that was the only person I loved it for. Because he did, he was on a team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, that I, I hated it for everybody else. I loved it for Zach. Like Jeremy Grant, you could even say like, dude, you played in the bubble and now you're playing in the Olympics. That might be why he's playing so bad this year. If you think about it, yeah, he just like, now starting to turn it on. He had a night the other night. Like he went from like all those teams in the conference finals from the 2020 year are kind of under discussed when it comes to how it impacted their performance last year. But oh, all those man. teams, all those teams lost in the first round, except the Nuggets and the Nuggets got fucking swept. <laughs> in the second round by the Suns. So, like, all four of those teams are in a significantly worse space for doing well in 2020. The Heat. They look very bad. Them and Boston look atrocious Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah, Boston's not looking much better this year, but... (laughs) And then, um, who did the Lakers face? The Lakers faced the Nuggets, and the Nuggets lost in the second round. Lakers faced Denver, yeah. Like, if you think about it, they're they're just in such a weird space, <laughs> like the league is. But now it's not what we're talking about. So the Blazers have been really bad. Obviously, they fired Neil Olshay. Um, a piece came out today from, I think it was Shams and Sam Amick. Or was it yesterday? Basically, that was saying that Dame wants to play with Ben with Ben Simmons, which means CJ is probably gone. Um, we're about a week away from trade season starting JD. Like, do you think, do you think the Blazers can turn it around this year and avoid the play in? Or do you think that they're pretty much toast and it's time for Dame to go? Um, I've been saying it for the longest. Remember, um, in the group chat, everybody turned against me because I said, Dame is being loyal. To a fault. Free I Dame. I didn't turn against you. <laughs> yeah. You was the only person who understood. It's free Damian Lillard. Free Dame. Get Dame out of there. Let Dame go be go somewhere. Let him be a great number two. Let him be a great number two somewhere. Preferably in Philadelphia. I would love that. And then this the thing. Dame don't have to have... Great series. He can have good series and just be great in moments. Well, <laughs> he'll be going with another playoff underperformer, so maybe they can lift each other's performances up. Um, <laughs> Embiid, Embiid's historically not been great in the playoffs, JD. Yeah, I mean, he get doubled and triple team. That's why he needs somebody like Dane. That's why he needs somebody like Dane. Oh, yeah. Every big person needs... Uh, a person so I, like a, that's why I said Dame don't have to be great, just be good and just be great in moments like like we know he does. Just be good. Cause then oh then I don't have to see Tobias freaking Harris with the ball as much. Look, Tobias can score. You know my thing with Tobias. You know my thing with Tobias. Tobias definitely don't show up. Tobias definitely don't show up. With Dame. We want to be 30 playoffs. 
30 because he's that dominant. But what we want from Dame, if they get him beat, 25 is fine. Like, what What was it? Uh, 25. 25 would be fine. That was what he put up versus who? Um, That was what he put up versus – that's what he put up basically the rest of the playoffs after that yeah. dominant Thunder series. Like, see, that would be fine. That those numbers would be fine, and then because he's a number two now, he ain't got to be a number one. And then Tobias, yo, 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 twelve to seventeen points will mean a lot more because you got a guaranteed uh fifty five from your top two. Right now, with Tobias being a number two, Tobias is not gonna give you twenty every night in the playoffs. He's not. Dame, I mean, Dame going to get his 20. But 25 is where, the, where we set the mark at. And B has to give you that 30. That, that, that's just the bottom line. That, that's the bottom line. And it'll be a lot easier for him, too, if he had another threat on the floor with him. You can't just have Seth Curry and Shake Milton as your 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 reliable guys, you can't totally, totally. I mean, they're and in I a wouldn't really... trade for CJ. I would not trade for CJ. We don't. I would not trade for CJ. We don't Dame, have to talk about Dame won't be in Simmons. I get that, but there's no way. Only way I can see a trade like that going down. Y'all better ship Tobias Harris out. But Ben Simmons ain't ain't trying to play in Philly. But Tobias is the one I'll ship out. If, if I'm going to bring in Dame, he can't defend. I'm going to do whatever I can to get Ben Simmons to stay if I got to bring in, if I can bring in Dame because Dame, if he give you 50, he might give up that same 50. It's true. I mean, you're not wrong there. Dame is probably one of the worst defensive guards in the league. Um, real quick, JD, I'm going to like give you a chance to shit on one of your least favorite teams in the league, the Indiana Pacers. They are currently 13th in the East. <laughs> I don't hate the Pacers. You hate I the just, Pacers. Come on. I, I don't hate the Pacers. I don't like the Pacers. I don't hate the Pacers. I hate their fans. I mean, right now, if the season ended today, they would be picking they'd be picking like top six in the draft. I mean, and did you see that report that came out They'll today? Screw it up. They'll they're screw gonna, it up. They're gonna they're looking to trade Karis Levert and one of Turner and Sabonis. Yeah. It's not looking good. Trade Brogdon too. Get rid of all y'all talent. Y'all suck. They can't trade. So they actually can't trade Brogdon this year because he signed that extension. Yeah, he just sat the extension. So he's stuck in Indiana, but sorry for him. The Raptors don't seem too keen on keeping Siakam there. Am I crazy for thinking that a Siakam and Levert for or Siakam for Sabonis and Levert is a bad idea for both teams? Am I crazy for thinking that? Yeah, because who wants to play for the Pacers? I would love uh, Van Vliet, Sabonis, and Levert together. That's that's elite. But who wants to play for the Pacers? 
it might not, it would not be Levert and Sabonis probably. It'd probably be like Sabonis and Lamb with a first round pick going. Yeah, but even still, I just somewhere. would love, I would love Van Vliet and um, Sabonis together. I would with love Scotty that. Barnes. I would love ch- that. Have you got a chance to watch Scotty Barnes this year at all? Yeah, yeah. I've seen some Toronto games. He's that, I love watching that kid play basketball. He is a basketball player in the like purest sense of the word. I love watching him. Um, but yeah, the Pacers, JD, <laughs> I mean, would you agree? It's just time for them to just stop with this group of guys. Like we we're on like year five of Sabonis and Turner. You know, they tried Levert. They tried Brogdon. They've tried TJ Warren. TJ Warren. TJ Warren hasn't seen the court since the bubble. Yeah. Or actually he played five games last year, but he, it's probably not going to see the floor until 2022. Yeah. And, like and January. Yeah. So I don't know when, like, it just seems like this team needs to make a change. Like these two teams in Sacramento are the three teams in the league that like, okay, you need to make a trade. Cause something's not right here. Yeah. I, I think to be completely honest, I, I find it funny that, uh, Pacers fans don't see it's the organization. I don't They're see. Starting to. I would love for Bryce and Zach to say that. I I would love for those guys to say that. Devin acknowledges it. <laughs> I would love to hear Bryce and Zach say that. I mean, I said it for the longest about my Bulls, but we great now. Because we got a new front office. They front office is absolutely trash. They are fine with making the playoffs. They do not want to do nothing else. The only reason they looking at making changes now is because they not a playoff seeking team right now. They can't make it right now. That's the only reason they want to blow the ship up. You're not they wrong. don't they don't they don't play to win. They just want to make the playoffs, sell some extra tickets, get some more money. You're not wrong. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like, you have a ton of guys. I think they have a ton of guys on their roster that if they were, like, your third best player and you were looking to win a championship, you'd be thrilled, right? Like, if Sabonis was your third best player on the way to a chip, you'd be, like, you'd be ecstatic about it. But he can't be your best player. Like, Sabonis just isn't good enough for me to be a best player on a champion. Like, there, to be fair, there's not a whole lot of guys that are good enough to do that. I draw the line at Devin Booker, right? But, and even Devin Booker is, like, a little bit on the borderline for me. But Sabonis just isn't cutting it. Miles obviously can't be your best player. Brogdon is, like, a great second player, third player kind of archetype. And then Levert. He should go back to Milwaukee. He should. He's not going to though. I yeah. mean, or or if he was go, in, go go to the Clippers for Bledsoe. They'd have to throw in like Boston, and <laughs> they'd have to throw in Boston and uh, it's um, the pa- it's Terrence the Pacers. Man. It's the Pacers. They wouldn't have to do the most. You're you're so disrespectful, JD. Um, <laughs> well, I think we'll save your Bulls for like right before we talk about the top 100. Um, bigger disappointment to you. Atlanta or the Knicks? Atlanta. Why is that? Atlanta, 
Atlanta made it further than the Knicks. They was in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. That's fair. I mean, they're currently. Let's see. Let's check their schedule. Recently. They should have. They should have. They should have continued to rise. So right now they've won. Was that? They've won eight of their last eleven. And they so, weren't supposed to lose to Charlotte. They should not have lost to Charlotte after Charlotte has like their whole team and health and safety protocols right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they 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 was up on Charlotte and they just got bad. Kept turning it over. Um, one thing I noticed that you know last year how Capella was very involved on offense. A lot mm-hmm. of pick and rolls and lobs to him. It's like Capella is leaving a lot of these nights with nine points. And he getting six to eight of them in the first quarter. And it's like he's not involved the rest of the game. Yeah. Right now he's taking nine shots a game. I really haven't watched that much Atlanta this year, but which is shocking, I know, because I was really high on them. But Collins is having a huge breakout year. Like Collins is playing great. Trey yeah, because they letting great. him play. I they letting John Collins ISO. The thing is, like Bogdanovich is taking a big step back after last year. He, he was sucks. really great. <laughs> Not going that far. I'm a big Bogdan fan. I'm talking about as back. of right as of right now. He sucks. Herder is. I mean, you just have to. JD, would you agree? Too many guys on this team looking for shots, like Herder, Hunter, and I think Hunter is going to miss a good amount of time. Reddish is a gunner. They <laughs> didn't even look- play Reddish the other night. Well, he's hurt. Like they're all hurt right now. Like Bogdanovich, Solomon Gallinari. Hill, DeAndre Hunter, Reddish, Gallinari needs shots. Yeah, Gallinari is finally starting to get into form, and it's like, huh, he's getting his shots again. Delon Wright could use some shots. Delon Wright's only taking three shots a game. He's played twenty three games. <laughs> like that's I feel ridiculous. like Lou Will not taking enough shots. He might be taking too many shots. Like he might not be the the piece this team needs. I don't know. I'll be curious to watch them more. Hopefully, when they Lou get healthier. Will back to, similar Will back to Philly. Lou Will, well, he's reti- he said he's uh, retiring because, after this year. Oh uh, well. And God bless him, because I think. Listen, JD. No reunite him with Montrez Harrell. That would be fun. No offense to my guy Lou Will, one of my favorite players to watch in the league the last, you know few years. I don't think any two players have been impacted more by the new foul rules than Goran Dragic and Lou Will. Those two guys were the kings of coming off the screen, sticking their asses out, getting three shots at the foul line. And they, they aren't getting Hard. those anymore. <laughs> like Harden is first. Harden's, hard. But those, like, he still can get numbers, right? <laughs> what uh, are you Lou talking Will, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do Lou Will and Dragic do if they're not getting points? Like, those two guys, I think they're both going to... Well, Lou Will already said he's retiring, and Dragic is probably going to retire at the end of the year. That's just my two cents, though. I bet you Dragic ends up on the Mavs, and I end up looking like an idiot <laughs> by the end of the year. So, we'll see on that. Um, the Knicks, they've had a really weird year. What have you seen 
from the Knicks so far when you've caught some of their games. And the Bulls killed them last week, didn't they? They like blew them out. Yeah, yeah we we bust their head. They beat us earlier this season, but we bust their head uh when we last met up. Um I would say dysfunctional. They they don't look nearly the same. I think when they brought in Kimba, they had very high expectations. Um, they got too many guards at that. Um, RJ Barrett still haven't made himself uh he hasn't found his niche yet. He hasn't trademarked himself. He is like he's still trying to figure out how to play in the NBA. Um They keep switching the lineups now. Alec Burks is in there. Um, Quigley getting more uh, time now. Um, D Rose is in and out. Um, Mitchell Robinson doesn't. He don't look like the old Mitchell Robinson that was actually a sight and a watch. Um, Noel don't look the same. Julius Randle is a walking double-double, but Sometimes it's like he's not even looking to score. I don't. I don't know. The the Knicks just look weird. This is my thing with RJ Barrett, and I love him as a player. He's one of my, you know, one of my favorite young guys. Um, he needs his own team. Like this is a guy that just like needed to get a bunch of shots, figure out what's up with his career, like figure out what he's good at, figure out you know. And he needs a lot of spacing too, right? Like he's not a perfect player, but he's being held back because Randall just touches the ball a whole lot, right? Like I don't know his usage rate. It's probably in the thirties. <laughs> Julius just does the most with the ball. So let's see. Julius Randall's usage rate this year is 29.0% down from 30.4% from last year. So he's touching the ball less, but they have more mouths to feed this year. Like you said, you need to feed Fournier. You need to feed Alec Burks. You need to feed, you know, Nerlens or Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's getting a lot of touches. Obviously, Derrick Rose comes in and he gets a lot of, he touches the ball a lot. So there's just too many mouths to feed. And I feel like they're stunning RG's development and it's going to suck because he has so much potential. Like this dude is such a, like, he could be such a great finisher. He could be, you know, not Harden. But he'd be like if Harden wasn't hunting for fouls all the time, you know, like what yeah. the ideal version of him would be like in like a foulless society, let's say. <laughs> but I don't know. I just wish RJ was on his own team. That's my that's my one depressing wish. Um, you were very high on Miami before Bam went out. Do you think? OK, let's let's end the team discussion of our pod this way. Rank the four teams in the East in order of who you have coming out first. Like, so I'll just go first. I got Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami. Who do you got? Like, what's your four in terms of who you think is coming out the East? Um, fully healthy. Fully healthy. Um...
I'll be curious to see where you have Milwaukee. Is Kyrie playing? Kyrie's not playing. The teams are as is. That does make it a little harder. <laughs> Miami, Milwaukee, Nets, Chicago. Okay. So I'm curious. Why Miami over Milwaukee? Multiple defenders for Giannis. I think they got a team that they built for the playoffs. Milwaukee, they look very good. Can't take none away from them. They they look very good. But I think now it's actually guys that can match their intensity. Like Miami healthy now. We know we know the Bam Yannis matchup gonna be great. Then you can throw the PJ Tucker. You you gonna have slick Marquise Morris doing things to get under his skin, even though he probably not even gonna be that great of an impact as far as numbers go. But you know, it's those small things like what Marcus did to Luke a couple years ago. Um I I don't then you got Jimmy and it's like this for me. You got Giannis, right? Then you can say the next three most impactful players all come from Miami. Um, you can argue Drew or Middleton over Lowry, but I think Lowry impact going to be more. Only because Lowry a better shooter than, um, than Drew. Just as feisty defensively. Better facilitator. I think what he means to Miami and he at his best, it does a lot more for Miami than Drew for Milwaukee. Middleton, great, right? But I think Middleton is going to... Middleton going to have his Middleton moments. He's going to be there. He's going to be consistent. I don't think he's going to take enough shots, though. I don't think he's going to get the right amount of shots, which is going to hinder them. With with Miami, I think no matter what, these guys know their role. These guys fulfill their role. And they only going to get better in their role because they got a better bench. Tyler Hero better than everybody coming off of Milwaukee bench. Um, well, well, Pat Connaughton's on fire and Dante DiVincenzo hasn't even come back to be fair. So just wanted to throw that out there. Neither one of them is stepping. Neither one of them can, can do what Tyler Hero doing. No, but I'd say DiVincenzo is actually a really good defender. Yeah, he, fact- a, he a very good defender, but I don't see. I don't see him right now coming in and just having the same impact to them that Tyler Hero got for Miami. Um, And what if this guy come back for Miami and he's actually, he don't have to be great. He don't have to be good. He just have to be minorly productive and that's Vic. Minorly productive and that's enough for, for them. I mean, he hasn't really played actual NBA basketball since last season. 
I mean, he played four games in Miami. And other than that, he hasn't played actual NBA basketball since, <laughs> you know, I don't count the bubble either for Vic. So he didn't play at all. He came back like in January of 2020. So basically February, 2020 was the last time Victor Oladipo played actual oh, March, 2020 was the last time Vic actually played actual basketball. <laughs> I, think that there's something there for a team to mine, but what, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's it, fair it, to... his game style fits. They, he fits them. So he's not going to have to do too much. We'll see. He just, right? he just going to need something like he could be they Dante DiVincenzo. I, I can't say because he's so athletic. So I, I favor him coming back and being productive, but really he hasn't, he kind of fell off a cliff after the all NBA season. He was fine. In I mean, 2018. He's been hurt, been hurt. He has been, he got hurt in what? In January of 2019. And hasn't uh, really ever been the same. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I want to believe in him. I just don't. <laughs> And it sucks, but I mean, he wasn't bad for Houston. No, but they were tanking and yeah, but I'm just saying him and John Wall just had to prove that they still brought value to any team. They didn't have to, they didn't have John Wall. They didn't have to be all stars. They just had to show they still had value, which was why Miami traded for him. And I think Vic, Vic still, no matter what, would have that value. All he got to do is still be a tough defender. Free my guy, John Wall, but uh, I don't know. I'll, yeah, he makes too much. I want him for bless, so. I want to hold on to my judgment on Victor Oladipo, but. I think I, like, I, I got I to gotta go. I, I, I think Miami has enough answers to bother um, Milwaukee's guys. We'll see, right? Like Giannis put a lot of guys in the torture chamber in the playoffs last year, but he his worst series was against the Heat. So you could maybe wonder what's up with that. But I'll I don't know. I think Giannis winning the but championship it, it set some off for him. Giannis has yeah. been great. He might I, like I, I, I love I, I don't get me wrong. I didn't say they could stop him, but the different looks. We'll see, right? I, I think it'll be an interesting chess match, and I think that's definitely one of my dream conference finals. But why aren't you as high on Brooklyn? Don't trust James Harden enough. You never have. I never have. I think James Harden was great when Kyrie was there. But without Kyrie, I think we see James Harden. He it's not enough. It's not enough. I would have to agree. I mean, 40% from the field, 34% from three. Because he's still foul shot, hunting. He's not mm-hmm. looking. I've been saying for the longest. He doesn't look to make the shots. Why don't this foul rule affect Jimmy Butler? He's, Jimmy he plays tries basketball. to make the shots. Why does it affect? Why does it affect Harden? Harden is looking for the foul. Why don't it affect... Uh, DeMar. DeMar DeRozan. He's looking to make the so like the the same high free throw takers look to make the shots. Harden only looks for the fouls. 
Yeah. That's why I, I think he needs I think Brooklyn need Kyrie too too much to win. He they need Kyrie Irving. You could argue that they was better with Kyrie and KD than they are right now with Harden and KD. Yeah, I mean you would think so. We didn't really see a whole lot of the KD and Kyrie edition of uh, the Nets. You like, didn't, but the, the, I mean in the playoffs when Harden went playing and it was just them two, they looked unbeatable. They were smoking Milwaukee. They were. And then I think well, it's the past is the past. We already talked about the Bucks championship run a lot last year. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I think Kyrie is needed very – Kyrie is needed bad. Kyrie is very much needed. And a lot of their depth looks worse – with two stars instead of three. Yeah. Like, well, Marcus is playing out of his goddamn mind. So Marcus still LaMarcus. Um, I think Blake Griffin, he's not as good anymore because he's another guy that benefited a lot from Kyrie. Because he yeah. got a lot of dunks just simply playing off the back end of Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. last season was Kyrie best year of his career. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie was, I would have had him on my second team all NBA last year. Like he was really, really good. And removing that element takes out a lot of, you know, it makes Patty Mills worse. It makes Paul Millsap look worse. James and, Johnson is playing minutes for this been, team. And, and Patty been very good. And that's the thing. He would look great if Kyrie was there. Yeah. Yeah, he totally would. But I think that's all for the Nets. Your Chicago Bulls, J.D., they've been, it seems like they've been hit by health and safety protocols at the wrong time. It seems like they've been hit with injuries at the wrong time. It doesn't matter. This team keeps winning games. we still chugging. We still chugging. Listen, you know, I'm going to give you a couple minutes or maybe not a couple minutes. I'm going to give you a little bit. Go ahead and just take a victory lap on your Chicago Bulls, who I doubted. I said they, they would finish in the 5-10 to 10 range, and I think they're going to finish in the top three easily, just based told, on how the rest of the East is shaping out. I told you it was only a couple teams I would put above us because they made the playoffs last year, and it was our first year together. But may I say this? You may. That ain't happening. We are animals. I mean, we just fit so well together. And it's right now the Bulls are the most fun te- fun team to watch. We play so unselfish, and we play a great end on both styles. I mean, both styles. We play great styles on both ends. Like the Steph show is amazing, but you know what show we got? What show we do got, you got, JD? We got the Zoe show. We got the Caruso show. We got the uh, Airplane Mode show. We got the DeMar show. Zach Levine show. The Voot show. It, it is Shy Slammer Jammer. You hear me? Io over there doing his thing. We have, man, get well, Patrick Williams. We have a team and we are deep. Javante Green, like the energy we play with, we we 
we just have one of those teams that is like the best the best thing always happens. Partially because of Lonzo Ball. A, a big, a big, a big piece to why great things is happening is Lonzo Ball. His unselfishness has affected the team. I mean, it's it, it's infectious. His IQ, I, it was a alley-oop that he got l- l- last night, right? As Zach Levine was bringing it up the court, Lonzo pointed to Io. Zach threw it to Io. Zo told him, lobby to him, and he got the dunk. He was telling him to make the play in the middle of the fast break. And if he wanted, he could have lobbed it right back to airplane mode. Because like I say, we're an energetic team. We running together the entire way. And in a close game, we got three guys we can have go one-on-one. DeMar can go mid-range zone down, and he's making a three this year. Zach Levine can go three, three, three to the hole. And we got Vooch. When it matters, Vooch has showed up. Vooch and Jokic were dogging at each other yesterday. Great matchups. And I honestly got to say this. Vooch held his own. Vooch held his own. And that's all we need. He's still showing he's a top center. We don't need him to still put up 25 and 13. We don't need that. Just do what he been doing. Show up when we need you. And that's fast. And But with DeMar being out, he been taking it up another notch. Man, I, man. Best, funnest team to watch right now. There's no doubt Best about it. Best we've been in years. Best you've been in years. Best. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be intellectually honest. I'm not hopping on the bandwagon, even though every part of me wants to, because I'm not like that. I hopped off uh, the bandwagon. Yeah, you jump ship. You got to stay, stay, stay going. I do, but they are one of my favorite teams to watch in the league this year. I love watching them play. Everything you said about them is so true. And if Vooch starts picking it up, then they might actually make the finals. I still, listen, I need to see it in the playoff context, but I'll be really curious to see what they do because Billy Donovan this year, he's the coach of the year to me. Like, not a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Like, the way he's turned his team around from last year, and they're obviously a lot more talented, but on paper, this team doesn't make sense. Right. Like if you just look at the pieces of this team, right? Like how does DeMar DeRozan fit with Zach Levine fit with um, Lonzo Ball fit with, you know, Nikola Vucevic, right? Like that team is going to give up 150 points a game. They are not giving up 150 games points a game, folks. They are their defense right now. I'm going to pull up the defensive rating on cleaning the glass. So they are currently the seventh ranked defense and the sixth ranked offense. That's a good for a 5.5 net rating. Good for fourth in the league. And their transition, JD, this is going to shock you. They're the best transition team in the league, according to Cleaning the Glass. It's, I know that's shocking. shocking. I know it's. I know it's 
terribly surprising to you. They are the best team transition team in the league, but they're also a top 10 half court offense team. So this team can beat you in just a lot of ways. And I think that's, you know, one of the main ways to, um, that's how you win. Yeah. It's how you win in the NBA. Like the best teams can do it. The nets can do it. The bucks can do it. The Heat can do it. The Suns, the warriors, the jazz, even though the jazz are going to lose in the playoffs, like those teams have multiple ways they can beat you. So I'll be curious to see JD. I think in the interest of length of podcast, I think I got to get you back on just so you can have like an hour to yell at me about the top 100. Cause I feel like there's a lot you can yell at me about and it would be a disservice to just jam it into five minutes, but what's give me one JD one player. That's not, if you just want to yell at me about DeMar DeRozan, have at it. (laughs) I told you before you even did that. As soon as I seen it, I said terrible. I told you it was terrible. And I think DeRozan make you just eat your words now. I don't think I even got to say too much. I think DeRozan is making you take back everything you said. Because I I, I don't. 53, A.B. Can I I defend myself? Mikael Bridge is over him, A.B. He's in the top 40. Right when I redo Mikhail, this, Mikael Bridges over him. Malcolm Brogdon is very good, but I take I take DeRozan right now. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. not better than DeRozan. Um, wait, hold on. Let, That's Dylan. List. That's Dylan's. Oh yeah, you still had yeah the people I named. You still had over. Clint I had Capella. Michael Porter Jr. I'm Michael Clint Porter Cap- Jr. Over well, maybe you got Clint Capella over him. Listen, you know Gordon things- Gordon Hayward, Mike Conley. I stand by the Gordon Hayward thing, although I'd have him and Demar in the same range. I'll just say that I have Demar over Conley. him, but I. Like, come on now, Mike Conley, bro. Listen, I re- so let me explain to you why you and got Vucevic not- over him. He's better than Vuce too, and Karis Levert. So in San Antonio, you would agree he didn't look this good, right? Like he looked good. A lot of Demar's improvements in San Antonio, though, I'll say were subtle, right? They weren't. Like, they didn't jump off the page at you. But he went back to having uh, the usage rate he did in Toronto, in Chicago. And it made me realize how much of an idiot I really am. (laughs) Because he's not... He's not shooting it, like... He's not having to be as deferential as he was in San Antonio. Like, he had LaMarcus, right? Where he had to set him up. He had to, you know, try to set him up. He had DeJounte, who can't shoot either. So the spacing was all jacked. And I, I should have realized you put him on a team with spacing and with intelligent passers <laughs> and a guy like Zach Levine who can he can flip-flop scoring with. I should have realized that it would have been good conditions for DeMar. So that's my fault, okay? That being said, Gordon Hayward, very underrated. Don't at me. Yeah, he is. But that man ain't better than my guy. 
fair. And I think JD, we're going to have to like spend, we're going to have to get Caleb on and you guys are going to just have to yell at me for my top 100 rankings. But um, it's time for shameless plugs. JD, what do we got going on in facts and stats? Uh, new episode. I'm actually releasing tomorrow. Thanks to you. Uh, right on. I want to talk about, it's about something that I feel like 99% of the world has a problem with outside of myself, which is insecurities, which is insecurities. And I want to uh, tackle that. And then I got one plan coming up with our boy Dylan. Um, one that I think the world needs more of. So it's kind of a contrast, you know, um, to what I'll be putting out tomorrow. Right on. Can't wait to listen. Um, power hour. I will be coming out later this week. Another power hour. I should say, even though Dylan's not here, shout out to Dylan, but I wanted to get JD on. Um, we're going to be doing again, the nuggets, Cavs, and Mavs, which, uh, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. And then, um, Lynn Sanity will be back for week. Is it 13 now? Jeez, the NFL season flies by, doesn't it? And then we got Triple Option Pass came back last week to discuss all the movement in college football and predict um, well, the the Bulls or the college football playoff order last week. So make sure you check that out. And then Divine Rhyme, uh, Kendrick Lamar, they finally finished. And I believe they're recording also on Thursday. So you got a lot of good running hook and running hook adjacent stuff this week. JD, I just want to thank you. So this was a fun episode. We touched a lot of teams around the league and a lot of players. I want to thank you so much for joining uh, me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I've been missing y'all, man. I, I miss doing this. I got to get back more active. So let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Thank you.